Greetings, everyone. My name is April Jones, and I'm the founder of the Birth to Life Early Care Institute. So today I have an exciting topic that covers nannying. Yes, nannying. More than ever, we have children that are outside of the home, either through a homeschool co-op, um, looking for a prospective nanny. Families are working from home more now. So we need to prep and prepare for our beautiful new nanny that will be starting. So this episode is about preparation for your nanny. Preparation for your nanny. So if you are in the process of finding a wonderful nanny or you've kind of hit a roadblock, hopefully these tools and tips that I give you will help you to secure somebody that will not only be a beautiful addition to your family, but will also help you find the most wonderful person that's suitable for your needs, okay? So number one, I'm going to talk about the first phase of nanny. So the first phase is really deciding what type of nanny you want. Yes, because just like there are different types of schools and there are different types of ice creams, you know, there's different types of teachers even. And everybody has a different style of that. So how would you find out what type of nanny you want? Well, number one, think about the values of your home. Think about the most important values. Is one of your most important values is a person that feels like they are just a part of the family? Is it a person that you feel as though that can maneuver multiple children with different age groups? Is it a a person that you want to incorporate some of your family traditions and your culture? Is it a person that you feel as though, okay, my my child is artsy. I want to look for someone that kind of has an artsy type of background. So think about the type of nanny you want, okay? So I would like for you, when you're thinking about your family and you're thinking about the needs of your family, I want you to write that down because sometimes in that process, it can be very overwhelming. You're just like a person that is applying for a job and you're looking for criteria and different skills. This will help you kind of narrow down your search. So think about what type of nanny you want because there are all different types of nannies, believe it or not. Okay. Number two, So I know through the pandemic and all of that, that, you know, virtual meetings and things have definitely went up, but I want people, even when we go back to our new normal per se, or some type of normalcy without the mask and all of that, I believe that you should still do virtual meetings first. Number one, so you can kind of just open up that line of communication as to see like what this person is like and see if it's a good fit. You know, even though it's virtual, we still can pick up on body language. We still can pick up on cues and different things like that. And sometimes it's a little bit more convenient to do that way while you're still protecting your home and protecting the privacy of your home. So I would say do a virtual meeting. Always do a virtual meeting. Number three, be honest about your needs. Yes, be honest about your needs. When you are looking for a nanny, You don't want to necessarily have someone to start working from you and then certain things weren't discussed during the preliminary of the virtual meeting or all of these things. It's just kind of like, "Mm, I don't know if this is necessarily 
a something that I should ask or do. Just be honest about it. Just be honest about the hours that the person needs to work. Just be honest about the needs around the house because that person is going to decide whether or not it's going to be a great fit for them. So this is another thing that you should do as well is really just write out your needs. Think about the top three most important things to you. And then think about some of the things that could be an added bonus. Like, okay, these are the most important things for me is that, you know, this person engages in these type of activities or, you know, I want these type of meals or whatever. And then your last three is your added bonus. So these are things that is a bonus, but if, you know, your nanny does not necessarily get to it every single day, it's okay. You can be flexible in your approach, but be very honest about your needs. Number four, treat this as a person that is being a professional. And so I say this to say that more than ever, whether people realize it or not, a lot of people are deciding not to return to being a full-time educator. There are many teachers that are transitioning. It's a hashtag teacher transitioning movement. And part of that movement is people that are transitioning into nannying full-time, a nannying part-time, or whatever is suitable for your family's needs. So in that instance, think about possibly creating a nanny contract. Now, this is something that you don't necessarily have to share in detail in your first um, preliminary stage, but this is something that you can just offer in the conversation during the virtual meeting. You can say, you know, well, these are the hours. This is the type of payroll that we're offering. This is the type of benefits we are offering. Also, this is how you'll be compensated. You know, all of these things. And then I have a list of things. This will make you stand out a lot for people that are already not doing this. Now, some of you might say, okay, a lot of people are already doing this. Maybe, maybe so. So even if it's just for a semester or for the entire year, or even if it's for two years, try to decide on what you need as a family and discuss like a preliminary nanny contract. And then also sometimes when you see this written out in front of you, you can say, okay, this is how I'm going to pay this person. These are the hours. This is how I'm going to compensate. And right now, I believe that there are a lot of suitable candidates, but not only suitable candidates, there are a lot of wonderful candidates. So there's a lot of people out there that are no longer deciding to do full-time childcare anymore, no longer deciding that, okay, I'm not going to be an elementary school teacher anymore. And even for people that of course like during the summer that for child care centers that are closed during the summer or elementary schools or whatever there are people that are going to even look for summer nannying so this is definitely a great time and a and a great um place to start when doing that now let's talk about your final phase so a lot of times when we're thinking about our homes and things like that, inviting people into our homes, believe it or not, that person is taking in a lot of information. They're taking in information about not only your house and the logistics of it or um, seeing how things run from day to day, but your family culture, um, how you operate as a family, learning who your child is, learning who you are. So that's a lot of different layers when it comes to that. 
So here are some things to kind of help in that process, okay? So this is more so like a person that's kind of going through that final phase. Even if you have two or three stages um, in, in your phase, when you're checking out references and making sure that, you know, they have certain credentials or your first ACPR, all of that kind of stuff, and you feel like, okay, I've done my virtual meeting, they all of their references checked out, um, they have the credentials that I want, I think this is going to be a great fit. These are some things that you can go over for your final phase. Number one, I feel as though when somebody is trying to learn your home, it's great that they have some visuals to help support learning it in and out. So what do I mean by that? This is something that doesn't have to necessarily be extensive, but these are just some things that we can do. Number one, give a house tour. Now, even if they come during that final phase, or that final um, interview of, okay, I think this is going to be a strong candidate. It would be great if they had some other additional information. So maybe you could just give a quick video of their room, so to speak, um, where things go. I think about things like this before they actually start their first day or even if they're going into their first or second week or their first month. Just having some supports along the way to kind of reinforce some of the things that are happening at home and also something that they can go to. So maybe having a, a snippet video of like, okay, this is where their clothes go. This is where things in their closet go. Um, this is how, this is the refrigerator. This is where I keep the, their things. This is the emergency contact information. Um, just, you know, on on, and th some of these things can be written as well in your video. You know, on Mondays and Tuesdays, our housekeeper come. On on Fridays, you know, um, somebody comes and check the backyards every so often. I don't know. But you can just list all of those things in that video. It doesn't have to be long. Um, there's an app called Loom. Um, you can just simply do it, you know, using your cell phone camera and just recording I'm telling you, things like this can be very, very helpful for an individual that's coming into your home, okay? So another thing is making sure that they have contact information. A great place to put contact information is um, on the refrigerator, in their room, something that can be easily accessible. Um, make sure that they take a snapshot of it with their phone and save it inside of their phone. But making sure that they're somewhere visual, that they have all of these numbers. So if there is a trusted neighbor that you rely on just in case something happens, they have that number. Um, they have a hospital number, whatever, or, you know, a family member's number. Just all of those contact information would be very helpful for that person. Now, aside from all of that, there are times when you are talking to someone about your child and you're just mentioning different things, you know, like, yes, they, their favorite story is, is the wheels on the bus before they go to bed or, you know, you know, typically before they go to bed, sometimes I warm them a little bit of milk or, or, or as soon as they get up, they must have their water first. So these are very important details, right? Very important details. And there's something that you know, nannies should be considerate of and also be aware of all of the things that are happening inside of your home. So I would say have something written down. Now, there are there are a couple things that um, you can do. Of course, you can email. That's great. But I would still say have something that's physically written for them to have a document. 
So I know uh, when I was a former educator for many years, I sent out a questionnaire, like a getting to know you questionnaire, like in the beginning of the school year, getting to know you. So I think this will be very, very helpful for any nanny that's coming on board, especially a person that's dealing with multiple children, okay? So if there's certain allergies, is the, if there's a certain schedule, if they have to eat certain things, um, if there's certain ways that you want to have in your environment, maybe something, maybe your doctor discussed something with you about doing their checkup and that is very important that maybe the nanny should be aware of. All of these different things can be very helpful. So you can either print out a simple questionnaire, write some things down. Believe it or not, you know, I believe that these things will be so helpful because the more information, the better. And especially if you're going to hire someone that has been a seasoned educator in the past or a person that's even a seasoned nanny, I'm telling you, this information is going to be very, very helpful for them. And they will appreciate how you are thinking about them and you're presenting information in an organized way because you know this is nanny is not only a person that's coming into your home and providing a service so to speak but also you want it to feel like it's another family member a person that feels at home that is loving and nurturing and the more information you have the better it's always just just imagine if someone was able to you as a child and someone was like you know these are the things that you learn these are the things that you like it just makes the thing it just makes it so much seamless and so much better so i will also say when you're presenting your information like this yes you can write it in an email yes you can have it um as a questionnaire but you know have something digitally as well you know just have some something digitally you can have it on a google drive um if there are certain I don't know if there are certain outfits they like to wear on certain days or just any type of thing. If grandma's coming over um, for certain things and it's just certain things that you need to know, you can just drop it in that Google Drive and have it accessible to your nanny. And that is another way that they have available information. So hopefully this will help you in your process and finding the best, best nanny for your family. Um, Please like, share, and subscribe um, to the Birth to Life Early Care Institute. Share this with other families. So hopefully we will get you the nanny that you dream of. This is a wonderful, wonderful time to have a nanny. Nanny, um, I can possibly do a part two. I'm thinking about doing a part two for the best benefits of having a nanny. So I might do that. I might do that. <laughs> um, the best benefits of having a nanny. So have a wonderful, wonderful day and check you later.